whether locking the cock or just edging without orgasms, in honor of Locktober, this podcast is all about the benefits of orgasm denial, semen retention, and long-term chastity. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri, and you're listening to Obedient Love. It's that time of year again, Locktober, when some men try chastity for the first time, and some stretch their limits to abstain from orgasms for a full month. Or, if they continue into November, possibly two or more months. Just for some context, at Cathexis House, Robbie has been locked up for more than two years, and he's unlocked once a month when I allow him a monthly release. Drum has always had to have permission to orgasm since we started seeing one another, but this month marks the first time I'm implementing long-term denial until his birthday on October 20th. He's on day 11 now, and it's a new record for him. So let's talk about the different kinds of chastity and denial. First, and I believe fundamental to every DS relationship with a male submissive, is orgasm control. This means in order to have an orgasm, or sometimes even to masturbate, the sub must have explicit permission from his dominant. This is your basic level of control and the gateway to other forms of cock control. Second is orgasm denial, also known as semen retention, in which the sub is not in chastity, but is denied orgasms for a certain span of time, which is decided by and can be changed by the dominant. During orgasm denial, a sub may be trusted to edge himself or take himself to the edge of orgasm, stopping short of coming, and he may be required to provide sexual satisfaction to the dominant. For more fun, the dominant may want to tease the sub relentlessly in the time during which he's denied orgasms. Third is voluntary chastity. This is also known as no fap in other less kinky circles. This means the sub is not allowed to touch his genitals, and no one else will be touching them either. The penis is taken out of the equation. He may still be asked to perform oral sex, or he may be pegged or anally penetrated by his dominant, or he may get no sexual attention whatsoever. And finally, there is full chastity, where a chastity device is worn over the genitals as a preventative measure so the sub cannot touch himself. Now, unless you have a device attached to a PA piercing or the like, chastity cages are not foolproof. Any determined man can find a way to either wriggle out of the device or get enough of his penis free to jerk off and have an orgasm. But that would be defeating the whole purpose of giving a dominant full control, and it would deny the submissive the real benefits of chastity. So often chastity is used as foreplay for couples who dabble in it. A cage might be worn for a day or two leading up to a fun play session. The anticipation of being freed is a huge turn-on that can be dragged on for as long as the partners wish to engage in it. However, what I'd like to talk about today are the real demonstrable benefits of long-term semen retention and long-term chastity. By long-term, I mean at least one month at a time and up to many years. Before I get into the benefits, I do have to address one important health concern that I hear men bring up in terms of orgasm denial. That is the well-researched study which indicated that men who orgasmed a few times each week 
had marginally less chance of getting a non-life-threatening form of prostate cancer. The results of this study indicate that a regular habit of having orgasms does reduce the chance of this one type of cancer by about 20%. To put that in perspective, though, regular orgasms have little to no effect on 80% of men. And when it comes to the more life-threatening versions of the disease, it makes no difference whether you get off once a year or multiple times a day. In fact, no one has done a study showing the health effects of having multiple orgasms per day over the long term. I can tell you from my experience that men who habitually masturbate have a lowered immune response and often can cause injury to their shoulders and their arms. So you need not worry too much about semen retention increasing your likelihood of prostate cancer. If it is a big concern for you, a once monthly milking, either manual milking through penile stimulation or milking the prostate through anal stimulation to release the old seminal fluid should be plenty to attenuate any risk. And the many benefits you will experience if you do semen retention right are well worth it. In order to do it right, you have to understand what is called the energetic body. The different types of cells and different organs in the body hold energy differently. That is, electrical energy, magnetic energy, heat energy or calories, all sorts of very physical and very real energies. The form in which your body carries these energies is called your energetic body. Sperm and seminal fluid require an immense amount of energetic resources to produce. Unlike the female body, whose eggs are already sitting and waiting to be ripened and released from the ovaries from the time of their birth, sperm has to be continually manufactured within the factory of the testicles. So there is a steep curve to the cycles of orgasm, whereas women can orgasm again and again for hours on end and only recycle and rev up their energy. Men need a refractory period. Comparably, the much more lengthy refractory period for women's generative energy is the menstrual period of their monthly cycle. And the truth is that the refractory period for men is not just the 20 minutes or so needed for the penis to become erect again. Energetically speaking, the refractory period of men's cycle lasts about three days. For your body to regenerate all the energy required to produce those new cells, it takes about 72 hours. You can, of course, have a lot of orgasms in those days in between, but what you're doing is depleting your body over and over again. This can lead to a general lack of energy, tiredness, fatigue, fuzzy brain, and you will never be operating at your optimal level physically. Too frequent ejaculation will leave you running on empty in every aspect of your life. We're not just talking about using up your sexual fluids, but your life energy, all the heat and electricity and willpower you need in your everyday life in order to thrive. Starting with the moment right after ejaculation, your body gets the signal of what one educator calls mission complete. Biologically speaking, you did your job, you shot your load, and now the body wants to relax and rest. You may notice that you feel sleepy after a good orgasm. Some guys need to pass right out. At very least, you'll feel more relaxed. This is a time of recovery. It's not a place of peak performance. Ejaculating frequently puts you in a constant state of recovery and never at your peak performance level. After three days of semen retention, you'll notice you reach a period of mental clarity and feeling physically energized. This is a type of homeostasis. All systems are working optimally. And if you're also getting sleep, are well hydrated, and eating nutritious foods, 
you are not drained or depleted. You're at your best. And this is where understanding of the energy body comes into play. If you were to do a semen retention practice without then also practicing some way of integrating this new energy throughout your whole body, by week two, you'll start to feel antsy, restless, maybe even irritable and aggressive. You'll need to get physical exercise with all that extra energy. Yoga practice and meditation will also be extremely beneficial at this point. You'll notice a real difference in your alertness and your clarity if you are balancing the new energy that your body is producing. Doing this without exercise and meditation is going to result in feelings of being a bit overwhelmed with explosive energy. You'll feel backed up, pent up, and it won't be pleasant. You may even experience testicular pain or the sensation of what is commonly referred to as blue balls. So you have to do this right. Also, new things are happening in your brain. If you are accustomed to frequent orgasms, the dopamine receptors in your brain will be a little overworked, and your brain may be habituated to seek out that pleasure reward. As you back off on the orgasmic rush of dopamine, you might find you have an intense, almost unbearable craving for that orgasm in week two. You can then subvert this into what I like to call hypersensuality. You'll start to notice that slowing down and really experiencing your senses especially as it involves a partner, will be extremely pleasurable. Perhaps absorbing yourself in her pleasure will have a new appeal, and you can relish in the delicious, sexy torture that is tease and denial. There's a point during the semen retention practice, somewhere between week two and three, where you start to really appreciate the beauty of the women around you if you're straight, it will feel different than the way you used to lust after your preferred gender. A smile or a laugh will give you tingles. You'll feel very alive and very attuned to what a woman is saying, to her nonverbal communication as well, and your empathy will increase. For submissive men, your submissive feelings will increase and magnify in ways you never knew possible. You will want nothing more than to give her joy. Your dominant partner will become even more the center of your universe. Things that may have seemed like a chore before become more of a pleasure. You'll have more drive to serve. Some of the objections some men may have to chastity and semen retention is in reaction to the patriarchal purity culture in which they were raised. They feel like denying sex is a form of repression. What they don't understand is that choosing to deny yourself or denying yourself in service to your dominant is a sexual exploration. It's making use of all that yummy sexual energy, really feeling and appreciating it in new ways. There's nothing repressive about it. You are expanding your sexual and sensual repertoire. You can begin to understand sexual feelings from the feminine perspective as well. Without the focus on orgasm, sex can last for longer and involve more experimentation, more in-depth exploration. You are no longer living for the conclusion of a sexual encounter, but for the process. You won't get those orgasm hangovers that make you lose attention and focus. And if you're into pegging, you get to understand the intense sexual pleasure of being the receiver without a focus on finishing. For those on the path of sissy slavery or gender exploration, eliminating the use of your literal phallic symbol can feel very liberating, transforming you from the penetrator to the receiver by necessity. For those who embrace their masculinity, 
it enhances your exploration of the divine masculine supportive energy, which I'll go into later. By week three or four, your body and brain will become accustomed to the fact that orgasm is no longer the goal. Sex without orgasm will be easier at this point, and more enjoyable than before, and even more connected and intimate as well. But here I should talk more about the use of chastity devices. Beyond the benefits of semen retention, the chastity device can provide a feeling of closeness with your dominant partner. The feeling of the device might remind you of her grip on you. It may feel like she's always holding you, all day and night, for as long as the device is on. If you like the feeling of being her property or belonging to her, it's a constant reminder that your most intimate part is hers. Every time you start to get an erection, the discomfort can feel like a strict hand keeping you in check. The chastity device also removes temptation. It's a sealed contract with no loopholes. A moment-by-moment -moment reiteration of your agreement to stay on the path. It's important if you choose to use a chastity device that you choose one that is custom fit so as not to cause chafing and pinching. You want one suited for long-term use and that has an airy, well-ventilated design so you can keep it clean. It works best if you have a handheld shower head so you can spray it directly into the cage and clean it daily. You also want to use cotton swabs to get between the skin and the cage to scrub the insides of the device. I find the use of a moisturizing oil like emu oil helps prevent too much uncomfortable rubbing. Some people use lube, but I find that something that is eventually absorbed into the skin and conditions it works even better. In terms of devices, I recommend Evotion wearables for 3D printed custom fit cages or mature metal for medical grade steel devices. I've had good experiences with both of those brands and neither are paying me to say that. I've also heard good things about the Holy Trainer, though I don't have any experience with them. The key is to find one that fits your particular anatomy best, and this may require some trial and error. No two sets of cock and balls are alike. By week three or four, people are going to notice that you have changed. You will seem to have more magnetism and charisma because you're not exhausting your life energy. You will glow with it. You will notice new things about people around you and feel more attuned to your community. Not only will women find you more appealing, anyone who may want to collaborate or get to know you will be more drawn to you at this time. Self-discipline becomes easier during this fourth week. After four weeks, you will sense a plateau as the benefits become your new normal. At this point, you can experience a release and then start the process again. You can take a break from orgasm denial and ask your dominant partner to allow you to have an orgasm only every few days so as not to exhaust your energy reserves. Or you can press forward to see how longer term chastity and denial might affect you. But what about the effects of chastity and semen retention on your dominant partner? Having that level of control over you will likely be a huge turn on for her. And she might find herself designing new ways to tease and torment you, knowing there's nothing you can do about it. You may find she gets a little drunk on power. All the more fun for you as you can focus on reacting to her and encouraging her own natural playfulness. This is one of the ways that chastity can enhance your bond and intimacy. Introducing a new woman-led electricity to your sexual life. And like everyone you encounter, she will also notice your new magnetism and become more affectionate. In particular, my sub Robbie 
has incorporated chastity into his life for the foreseeable future. And over the past two years, I've noticed fewer bouts of depression, a more calm and agreeable attitude, and striving for total obedience to me. He's freer to explore his receptive qualities and has taken to seeing being pegged as his primary form of sexual expression. As a show of devotion, I ask new serious devotees of mine to endure a trial of 108 days orgasm-free. This can feel like quite a stretch, but it allows you to cycle through the benefits about four times in a kind of building spiral of energy. It can have a lifelong impact on how you view yourself and the world around you. Earlier, I mentioned that those who embrace their masculinity will discover the divine masculine role of supporter and protector is more available to them through semen retention and or chastity. I will be discussing the spectrum of gender expression in my next podcast. In short, the divine masculine role is to provide a stable base to hold the more fluid, creative, amorphous energy of the divine feminine. It is the structure built to help give shape and stability to the expression of the divine feminine. Semen retention allows for more strength and stability in that role. More on that later. For now, you can use Locktober as an opportunity to experiment with chastity and see what benefits you may discover.